what might you do if you received a mysterious delivery but had no idea who sent it? What if that unmarked package contained an old diary with no explanation? That's exactly what happened to Angela. The only clue was a note. It contained just six words that were stuck to the worn front cover of the thick leather-bound book filled with hundreds of handwritten pages. The note said, use this as you see fit. The last entry of the diary, which seems to be filled with personal stories involving cannabis, is dated April 20th, 2022. It's intriguing. Who wrote the diary? Where did it come from and why was it sent? Angela, along with her friend Brandon, are ready to explore the entries to learn more. Even though they have no idea who the author is or why the diary was anonymously sent, they're both committed to finding answers. On this podcast, we're exploring the diary and learning more about the experiences of whoever wrote it. Through that exploration, hopefully we'll solve the mystery of the diary and why Angela was trusted with this extraordinary responsibility. Angela, you know what time it is. What time is it? It is 4.20 right now. Oh, you are right. (laughs) Happy 4.20 right now. Happy 4.20 at this moment. So, okay. I wanted to... I floated it out there with another who I feel is like, you know, a a colleague in the industry that I know that doesn't think that I am wacky pants. Okay. And um, th- this person actually, he said to me, um, hey, I've heard this. I've heard something about you, you guys. Okay. And it was like a mild inquiry into diary stuff. Was it like a telephone tele-wrestler sort of thing? What does that mean? Oh, you just, someone says one thing and then by the time it gets to our end, it's been completely bastardized. So it's like, so we're... Oh, we we would call that whisper down the lane. Yeah. Yeah. What did you call it? Telephone tele-wrestler. Is that a Chicago thing? No, no. It's a, Is that it's just a, a Brandon thing? No, it's, a, it's like a professional wrestling thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's probably why I've not heard of it. Yeah. Um. No, well... And, and at this point, I think I mentioned I'm a little, I think I'm being a little more cautious. Okay. Because again, I'm I'm still considering whether or not we should even be talking about this or this should be insured or maybe in a museum. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the, he asked me about something that was, there's a guy that I wasn't, I'm not familiar with his writing, but Lovecraft. Do you know who? Yeah, H.P. Lovecraft. H.P. Lovecraft, yes. Yep. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, and I can't remember the word, but he was nervous because of the book. With a, the Necronomicon? Yes, that's it. That is the exact word that he said. Okay. What was he nervous about? I mean, it was it was a fictionalized account of a book that was inside of a story. That was in human skin or something like that? Uh, something along those lines. I mean, there's obviously been uh, different variations of it in different movies where they've shown the Necronomicon. Um, but yeah, but it's, 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 it's fictional, so I don't, I don't think there's anything too much to worry about. So do people like come back from the dead? It's fictional. In the in this fictional <laughs> Necronomicon, 
Uh, yeah, it's it's just it's a it's basically the idea of it's a textbook for how to raise the dead. Oh, so and like spells and stuff. Yeah, it's kind of like the anarchist cookbook for, but for, you know, raising the dead. I see. Yeah. If you could raise anybody from the dead to mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe like consume with or maybe just jam with, like, do you do you who- know who you? want to come back and i'm not saying that we have this necronomic necronomicon necronomicon book necronomicon necronomicon okay good um you know what to one one person actually no there's two letty bruce would be a cool one. Oh, i think i think to bring back um i think that would be uh a fun one just to just to kind of hear uh, to hear about his uh, what he would think about the world today, and also to kind of get his views on marijuana or on cannabis, and um, especially like in that past at that time, but also today as well too. I think it'd be an interesting interview to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and also uh, George Carlin would be another one. That's a good one too. Yeah, I think those would be the two that I'd want to raise from the dead at the time that they were that they died, not. Like now, not now. Like Walking Dead style. Yeah, I that's see. no. I wouldn't. I, I don't know if I'd be into that. So, huh. so I don't even think they'd have the throat muscles anymore to be able to speak. <laughs> Those would all be disintegrated. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's funny. You're thinking about the actual physiological, <laughs> yes, uh, you know, parameters in this totally fictionalized, made-up <laughs> scenario. Thank you for sticking to such. I just I, um, all I want to do is I, I just want to keep the couch clean. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. What what about what about yourself? Is there anyone that you'd like to raise from the dead to uh hang out with, to smoke with, to speak about their talk about their their thoughts on cannabis? Oh, that is such a good question back at me. I you know, we the last diary entry that we looked at was about Mez Mesro. I think that would be pretty fantastic. I have a lot of questions for him, having okay. read really the blues. Okay. Um, and just to hear him play and hear about all of the other artists that he worked with. Um, every once in a while, I think about what it must have been like to consume with good old Billy Shakes, William Shakespeare. Uh, William Shakespeare, did was he a uh, connoisseur or was he, a, uh, was he someone that used cannabis? Well, there is evidence to suggest... Yes, because they okay. have found evidence of... They found a bong um, in his... They, <laughs> in his coffin. Yes, and a packet of Funyuns. Yeah. <laughs> Ye old Funyuns, actually. So. No, they found residue. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, because we're in the age of science, right? We can do all kinds of testing well, so on all wait, kinds they of found, where did they, they found residue? On a... On a I believe it was like a pipe or something that was in his possessions. Okay. There was some sort of residue in his possessions. Huh. But I, you know, I want to see how fast the iambic pentameters kind of dissolve yeah. into into not. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I don't think I could keep up. Um, and then there's like, you know, when you think about it, I think it would probably be fun to consume with all kinds of people, um, even some that are still alive. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like if I had the chance to sit down and, and you know, share Jay with Alanis Morissette, I'm going to ask her about what really happened with Dave Coulier oh, okay. and, and the whole album, because you we are sometimes the truest version of ourselves. 
when we are in the right kind of mental state of affairs. And I think that would be cool. Do you think she smells like maple syrup? (laughs) Because she's from Canada. (laughs) Of course she does. Okay. Because I'm sure we can see a maple leaf on her person in every appearance that we've ever seen her do if we look close enough. I bet she has. uh, She probably has one of those like Playboy bunny tattoos, but it's a maple leaf. I would not be surprised if that's not just issued to the Canadians. (laughs) What's a way of branding? Right. And and there's a level of pride. Branding cattle. And, you know, that's something that you Chicagoans. And in the same breath, I would say New Jerseyans feel the same kind of way. Oh, my my God. But we. um, New Jersey, New Jerseyites, New Jerseyans. New Jerseyans. Very proud people. But we we are a different kind of people sometimes. A little gruff, a little rough around the edges at times. Mm Mm-hmm. But usually very, like, you know, soft teddy bears inside, kind of, but not yeah. really. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm good with that. <laughs> and that's that's why New Jersey and the Philadelphians do so well together. Yeah. Soft, we have the same kind of grit. I'm very proud of our grit. Soft teddy bears filled with nine volt batteries and <laughs> snowballs at Santa. So. <laughs> um, so let's hop in to the diary because you said that I get to choose a date. You do? This time. So I I am going to flip this open. I'm putting on my glove. Uh, Gloves. So you, could hear it. you could hear that snapping going on. So putting on the glove and I'm going to open. All right, I'll put the other one on. All right, there we go. All right, so I'm going to open this up and let's see. Oh, you see that? I do. February 2nd. 1972. Okay, this is what you're going with. Final answer. This is what I'm going with. I think it was probably a cold day. Okay. Well, yeah, I can see that. If it was February, well, I guess it depends on where you were in the world. Yeah. And I would have to mention that this, that the entries are literally all over the place. Um, The ones that I've perused, but let me get back to you this February 2nd. Okay. All right. So you ready? I'm ready. Go ahead. I spent an entire evening with my friend Carl, and I just can't do anything for him but listen. He told me again, and again as in parentheses with an exclamation point behind it, uh, about how guilty he feels for not defending me. I told him not to worry about it. Me and the whole fam are used to it. Like all those movies about when the popular guy in school falls for the geeky girl and has to make a choice. It's an age-old plot. Oh, hmm. like the the Howard Hughes films. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, Pretty in Pink. But well, geeky, what the geeky girl falling for, for the for the cool guy, or the the cool guy falling for the geeky girl. So that wouldn't really be that. Well, and I I, I get what the writer is saying here. But and I'm thinking about what life must have been like in the like in 1972 mm-hmm. or right before. What was the most popular like plotline movie? I don't. I'm not coming up with anything. In 1972. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Right, but I mean, okay. So I'm 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 with this this age old plot. I, mean, I wonder I who Carl of, is. Scorsese type of plot lines. <laughs> Dog day afternoon. <laughs> okay, so um, it's not quite the same though. He does have a lot to lose, so all I can ever tell him is that I'm still here for him and that I understand, even though neither of us like it. 
It's not like no one knows how often we spend time together. His wife knows, and so do some of his friends. It just can't be any other way. He's not the first and certainly won't be the last. Maybe someday something will change and he'll be able to be honest. Until then, we'll just keep us under wraps. So... Oh, 19... this feels sad. Well, it's 1972. I mean, you have federally, mar- cannabis is very much uh, still, or not still, cannabis is very much big no-no in 1972. <sighs> so I'm, I'm, you know, so I'm thinking it's kind of keep it under wraps because, I mean, it was, it was still a big deal back then. So. Well, okay, wait a second. So most of what we're seeing in these entries has to do with cannabis, right? Correct. But I don't know that there's... I mean, is there anything else that this could be? Like, we're, we're making this assumption based on what we've read so far. Yes. We I can only go on what we read. Right. Okay. Well, there's more. Do you want me to keep going? Yes. All right. Uh, I was with him when he came up with the name Mr. X. Brandon. Professor X? No. This is not Professor Xavier. I have not read this one yet. <laughs> okay. Do you know who... You are kidding me. Okay, I'm just going to go on. But Okay. Do, okay. Our friend Lester swore that he'd keep his identity a secret. The whole essay for the book describes some of our adventures. I just read it again. Sometimes reading stuff like that calms and quiets the worries that I have. Well, who, who are they talking about? Well, do you... Do you know who Mr. X is? No, I don't know who Mr. X is. I've only ever heard. Well, I, I know mean, Mr. I, Mr. Brightside is. No, <laughs> I'm sure there's been lots of Mr. X's in the history of time. Um, but the Mr. X that immediately came to mind for him. Okay. For this guy who is referenced above as his name, Carl. That. Do you know? Uh, you know, I think I've heard something about like Carl Sagan being. I always thought it was like Doctor X, like because I thought he was like Doctor Carl Sagan, but well, I could be wrong. So the this is this is mind blowing. I've not read this one yet, but it's funny that you mentioned Doctor because the book the the essay that mr x who is was revealed later after he died to be carl sagan okay was in this book by this man named dr lester grinspoon then who is who is this dr lester grinspoon so he great was, name by the way <laughs> it commands authority um so he wrote this book in the 70s called marijuana reconsidered that's when marijuana was spelled with an H and not a J. Because mm-hmm. um, sometimes you can actually tell how old something is based on the way it's being spelled. But anyway, so Dr. Grinspoon um, asked his friend Carl Sagan to write this essay. And this was a book that was um, pushing cannabis advocacy. And Dr. Grinspoon had a very personal connection to cannabis. And we could talk about that later. But um, I... <sighs> I guess I'm still just mentally working through this describing a conversation with Carl Sagan. Carl freaking Sagan. Mm-hmm. 
to infinity and beyond. <laughs> That's not. No. No, he was a I, he was a scientist and an astrophysicist. Well, if I remember Buzz Lightyear correctly. was a scientist also. Um. Yeah, like a like a toy scientist, but yeah. He was an astronomer too, um, and he was like the cosmos. That was mm-hmm. yeah, huge. That was a BFD. Okay, um, there's more. Do you want me to keep going? Uh yeah, I do. Now, now you get now you got me hooked here. Um, Turtleneck okay. sweater and all, and it calms and quiets the worries that I have, which is also just so raw. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh, I like this part. There is a myth about such highs. The user has an illusion of great insight, but it does not survive scrutiny in the morning. Oh, I know that. (laughs) Well, wait for it. (laughs) I am convinced this is an error and that the devastating insights achieved when when high are real insights. The main problem is putting these insights in a form acceptable to the quite different self that we are when we're down the next day. Some of the hardest work I've ever done has been to put put such insights down on tape or in writing. The problem is that 10 even more interesting ideas or images have to be lost in the effort of recording one. Uh, That makes sense to me. Like what part? No, as far as, um, so writing a song, right? Especially if I'm if I consume a little bit of cannabis and I write, um, I'll write and it'll be not it'll it I will think it's fantastic and I will go back and listen to it in the morning and it's and it's hot garbage. But there'll also be some nights where I'll have maybe five or six different ideas and I won't go really have time to go back and listen to them. But then I will go back after a while and listen. And it'll be there'll be like a diamond in the rough in there, something that's real good. So I kind of get that idea of like of uh, kind of trying to get it out. And at that moment, it seems like it's the biggest, most important, greatest thing in the entire world. And I think it's it, it does have a lot to do with the fact that you're also not in that same mindset in the morning. So therefore, it's a little bit harder to decipher what it is that you were trying to get out the night before. So, hmm. so you agree with Mr. X? I agree with Mr. Carl X Sagan. <laughs> I just, sometimes it's, it's, I don't know, it, it like resonates, right? When we've been reading these things and then they, these are people and these are descriptions of people that are saying, or that are thinking the same things that I'm thinking and that you're thinking, mm-hmm. but have like done the hard work of putting it into writing. Yep. Because I know that some of, I've written some really garbagey stuff. Oh yeah. That seem, hey. <laughs> <laughs> You were so fast to agree with me. I'm joking. I am joking. No, you're not. And that's fine because it's true, but whatever. No, the my point is mm-hmm. I've, I've come up with some really awful stuff, but in the same breath, I've come up with some really innovative stuff, like different because I'm looking at it differently. Yeah. Um, I just I I'm still floored by this describing Carl Sagan's guilt when it came to well, well the thing I'm the thing I'm wondering about is he's known as one of the greatest minds of our time yeah um and so it's kind of interesting that he would have to find himself having shame for uh for using cannabis and for 
kind of making some of his discoveries and his, his thought process from that. So just I'm just wondering, like, what you know, why even even amongst someone who is so brilliant, how that stigma is it would still be it would would be so incredibly heavy. So. Well, and I, a lot of it had to do with the time and because now I'm even remembering what I've read about Dr. Grinspoon and, you know, his he he made a promise to keep Carl Sagan, Mr. X's identity, his secret until and this wasn't sounds, revealed until after he died. Sounds like a superhero. It does. Yeah. But like <laughs> we're reading an entry yeah. about Carl Sagan's guilt at, at that time. Like, yeah. Where did this book come from, Brandon? Yeah. This is what runs through my mind all the time. I just, I, uh, it's going to be another well, night where I'm not going to be able to sleep. Well, well, let's keep going. Let's 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 see some more. Okay, there's more for this entry. Um, and it, wait a second before I get back to the entry. Okay, I would want to say, like, Carl Sagan is is. One of the, the the brilliant minds of our time. You just said that. Yep. Even now, so this has come out as of the '90s that Sagan was Mister X, and that you know he was a cannabis uh, um, enthusiast. Let's say, and at no point is the word pothead or stoner uh, have I come across when it comes to Carl Sagan and his usage. But isn't it like what will it take for some folks? To set aside what they've been programmed to believe about cannabis and for a variety of reasons. And anybody that ever wants to sit down and talk with me about that, I'm game. Like, this is one of the most brilliant people of our time. And he was the one that went on to say, you know, that that cannabis was safe and in fact helpful. And now there's all of this like Dr. Raphael Meshulam, remember? Mm -hmm. Like the health benefits. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm really focused on this today because it's Carl Flippin' Sagan. Okay, I will get back to it. Um, Seth freaking Rollins! Oh, freaking Sagan! <laughs> I, I would... <laughs> yes, yes. Carl Sagan deserves that level of Seth Rollins, you know, like, um, excitement. <laughs> just when we say his name. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, where was I? When we're together, Carl sometimes hits the record button on the tape player. And then there's this parenthetical aside that says... I love those things. So convenient. I wish they had been around for the club day um, hashishans days. Mm. Oh, that's the club of the hashish eaters. Do you do you, what? The the club of the hashish eaters. What? The club of the hashish eaters. Um. Do you? When was what and when is the club of the hashish eaters? That was in the 1840s. Oh wow! Okay, this is a writer that is writing. Oh my gosh! The did club, they? Did they? Did I, they? Do you know anything about this? Yes, group? I know things about the club of the hashish eaters. Did they? Did they like? Did they? Did they? Cook it into food? Did they make it edible in some way, or were they just eating bricks of hash? No, I, uh, I'm going to have to talk to you about that on a different day because we will need more time. Okay. I know that I have a call I need to take shortly. But so, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm in some ways I'm slowly becoming speechless here. So um, the writer of this says, I love those things so convenient. I wish they had been around um, during the... Days of the Club of the Hashish Eaters. Mm-hmm. 
All right, let me get back to this. It says he leaves messages for himself so he can hear them the next day. Mm-hmm. When he reviews the tapes, some of the most marvelous light bulbs illuminate for him and his work, but I'm not usually around for that part. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he gets loud. Sometimes he calls himself a son of a bitch. It's usually pretty funny. Mr. X's last line is true, but I hear his guilt loud and clear. And then in quotes, it says the illegality of cannabis is outrageous, an impediment to full utilization of a drug which helps produce the serenity and insight, sensitivity and fellowship so desperately needed in this increasingly mad and dangerous world. So you've read through the diary. I've, I, this is the first time I'm reading this one. I've, okay. I've, there's so much. I haven't been able to get through the whole thing. But from what you've read, has, has Sagan come up in any other point in the diary? There was another entry, but it was, a, I don't remember the date because they're all like swirling right now and it's okay. not linear. But was there, I mean, was there anything else that like whenever you read this diary that you were like, that really kind of started sticking out with you a little bit? Well, uh, yes. Like, maybe like okay. a little something. Like what? Like uh, you know, I'm. You getting that look in your eye? Well, this is gonna. This is. You know how when something happens and it's just so not possible, like something impossible happens. The impossible happens, and then you, your your brain is trying to like wrap itself around the concept so and sometimes that takes a little bit of time right it's like whenever you eat a nathan's hot dog and it tastes better than a chicago style hot dog which never ever happens does chicago pay you to mention them (laughs) (laughs) like is that what it is you didn't earn your chicago dollar yet today Uh, every time I mention Chicago, an angel gets its wings. <laughs> no, it's a bear's. A bear's it's a bear. Get a, bratwurst. a bear gets a bratwurst. <laughs> no, I. Okay, I am not done reading all of this yet. Okay. And to your question, yes, Sagan has come up at a different point, but I did find out something else. Okay. That is all. Okay. All right. Well, I wish you would tell me. What? <laughs> this kind of sounds important. So, but I, but I guess, I, I guess, I guess then I, you're just going to have to tell me at a different time. Okay. I will, I will, I will tell you, but you're Do you going... want to mouth it? No. <laughs> I'm not going to do like they do in a movie where the number's real big for something and then they write it on a piece of paper and they pass it across the table yeah. and then the viewer never gets to know what the number is. Because yeah. you know we're all trying to like, yeah. you know, strain to see what that number is. True. But if I tell you this, um, you're going to have to give up, you're going to have to forsake your rights to diary perusal Okay. on your own. So, oh, all right. Well, this is something to think about. 
let's say this is an exploding offer. <laughs> well, I guess I guess I will just have to give up my my rights on being able to see this die. So what you're telling me is 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 that you are you are John Smith. Who is John Smith? From uh, from like Pocahontas, John. Smith? No, 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 not John Smith from Pocahontas. No, John Smith from like a uh, like Mormons. You know, you can see in the magic. Oh, cap. the prophet. I'm yeah. sorry. Apologies. Yeah, I went right to. You're the only one that's the able Virginian. to. You're only you're only uh, the only one that's able to decipher this what? diary. I would know. It's I mean, we can read it. Um, and it, actually, there are a few parts that come up in other languages every once in a while. Okay, um, which right. is fascinating. Um, but no, and you, I'm just going to tell you. Okay. But I'm go a little, on. I'm a little nervous. All right. Go ahead and say it. I came across an entry and I'm in the diary. Well, that's messed up. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, what an interesting response. Yeah. But has, I, has, has someone been watching from the outside? And I, uh, I don't. I and let's say it is not. Um, it is a truthful account mm-hmm. of something, and I am still just kind of working through reading about my own life in this diary. Well, tell you what, why don't? Why don't you let me take a little perusal on that, right? Take a little look, and then we'll we'll meet we'll meet here at our next meeting and kind of figure this out. Okay, I will agree to a next meeting. I am a little hesitant to go ahead and commit to anyone reading this particular entry. Well, <laughs> we'll see if we can shake it out of you. Yes, so. we will see, but it is highly unlikely. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, yes. Until next time. That sounds great. To the stars! <laughs> Join us next time for Use This As You See Fit, The Diary of Mary. <laughs>